Good morning. Welcome to Unsafe Space to Coffee Break with Carrie Smith and Carter Laren. I am joined today by Mr. Laren. As Here always. he is. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. I, you know, I know you've been doing your own, you've got your own personal shit going on. I, this morning, I just, I can't stop watching live streams from Ottawa. Nothing's happening really yet, but I'm just like, yeah. I'm staring at, I can't do anything. Yeah. Else. Um, but yeah, no, I'm generally, I'm generally good. Uh, I, We'll do the housekeeping stuff really fast, and then we can welcome our guests so they're not waiting. We have the yes. club coming up in March. The Real Anthony Fauci. We're doing nonfiction this month. Always free to join and participate. You can get more info at unsafespace.com on the book club page. And hit like, subscribe, do the things. Uh, I have a new episode out on my new channel, Deprogrammed, which if you're not subscribed, please subscribe. There's a new episode with the Knitting Ladies. We revisited the Knitting Wars Two years after the cancellation for some of these women, uh, Marie Buskey, uh, Maria Tuscan, Little Ragamuffin, The Sewing Wars. And, and their lives have not ended, it turns out. Their lives didn't end after they're canceled. In fact, <laughs> oh, do you know? they're doing better. So hmm. that's a great, it was a great round table. I really like that. I love those ladies. Cool. Cool. Well, let's bring our guests on. Yes. First, uh, Alex Maselli from 451 Degrees, who I think had a, you had a show out yesterday, I think, right? On, Tuesday, on actually. Space. Tuesday. Oh, was Tuesday it? Tuesday came wow. out. Yeah. The oh, yeah. John Del Rose. Um, so everyone knows Alex. Hi, Alex. Anything Hi, you want to say? Uh, <laughs> I'm. It's been a while. The last time I was on Perfetti Break was like August. <laughs> so. Oh uh, yeah, it has been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it's also been a while for our next guest, who probably needs no introduction other than to say as, but uh, as from, Hill versus Babyface. Who is now a certified, you're a certified uh, Grogu murderer. So, uh, certified. Approved. I certify you. Um, yeah. Yeah. YouTube, YouTube have, have, uh, have approved my Grogu head pulling off. Was there a form. controversy? Uh, no. No. They green, okay. they green lit it from the start. And then when the manual wow. review went through, they were just like, there was, I see no problems here. Yeah. Continue to kill Grogu's. Okay. That says a lot. It's something that everyone can unite behind. Maybe not Nina Infinity, but other than that, yeah, sure. <laughs> Most of us, I think, now. I don't like I don't dislike Grogu like you do. He's fine. All the Star Wars have some sort of like they all have some sort of comic relief little kid thing, right? Like R2D2 was that. And you know. Jar Jar Binks was like an aborted version of doing that correctly. <laughs> yeah, but they just don't know. They don't understand when to use it, when not to use it. I mean, that whole that whole thing that was going on, the tone. I I, I had no idea what I was meant to be. What tone? What what <laughs> mood was I meant to be in? Was I meant to be laughing? Was I meant to be in fear for these people's lives? Uh, was I meant to be sympathetic? I I I didn't have a clue what was going on because they changed the tone every shortcut that they did um <laughs> and now grogu's literally just a meme in his own sh in the own show so no i've, I've had it with the little green wait i have a question i didn't watch season two is he in season two yes they oh. give him to luke at the end of season two and then without season, season three one even happening they're like here come back oh okay there's no show okay. without you so come back 
Oh, I only know him from the first season, and I just heard for the grapevine that the second season I should just not watch. Is that what you'd say? It's it's. <sighs> I'm done with it all. <laughs> with watching this, no, so I, th- I only watched a couple of episodes of, of Boba Fett anyway, uh, yeah. and that was mainly because of live streams. And uh, it was what I saw was dreadful, absolutely dreadful. So I I do not hold out much hope for the future of what's going on there. Yeah, I kind of lost interest in the middle of season two of The Mandalorian. It was kind of like just not that interesting anymore. I don't don't Mm. know. It just wasn't really holding my attention. And it's like I have a thousand things I could be doing other than being bored (laughs) watching The Mandalorian. So I I, I don't know that it's worth it. Mm. Wait, is season two is the one that ended with handing it to Luke, not season one? I'm just getting yeah. confused. So maybe I maybe I watched the first two then. All right. But there's a yeah. third coming out now. Yeah, Boba Fett is not Mandalorian season three, but it might as well have been for, for all intents and purposes. Oh, okay. I, I guess I'm confused. They're having too many offshoots for old men. Um, that's because I don't think they really have uh, a plan. And so they're just throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what what fits seeing what characters they want to denigrate so they can lift their own uh yeah, yeah i don't think there's much of a, a plan going on there now isn't there a new obi-wan thing coming out uh i saw a picture of a man walking on sand that seems <laughs> to be the only image that Star Wars Jesus? released nowadays this series, there is something walking oh. on sand. This series, there is something walking on sand. <laughs> There's a new series coming, and here's the first poster. Oh, look, it's a dude walking on sand. Never seen that before. Hey, the first movie had a lot of sand. Maybe that's the key. Yeah, remember Tatooine? Sand. <laughs> That'll get the people coming that's back. That's what they like. Sand, yeah. it's universally appealing. Do you know, I thought it was plot and characterization that I was missing, and all along it was sand. It was just sand, yeah. That's what needed to fill the hole. <laughs> just sand, all the crevices. Fill my crevices with sand, Disney. All of them. <laughs> like a really bad beach trip. Every that one of them. On. I want to get chafed. I want to be in the shower at night, red raw and chafed with sand. That's nice. Mm. That's a great image. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh. What happened to Carrie? Carrie just disappeared? You yeah. Just lost her? She typed, she sent me messages. Like, I hate this. you. You don't like Grogu? Way. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this Grogu killer I got on my DMs. And I know. Screw that. Done. I'm leaving. Yeah. Have you seen Carrie? Have you seen it? You don't care about Grogu. Oh, no. She froze now. Oh, no, oh am I back? Oh, no, you're back. You're back. You're back. Yeah. Um. So, did you want to talk about the Canadian stuff? <laughs> 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 the biggest left turn ever in a conversation. That's the best segue in the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it also is it also was a great answer to the question, yeah. did you watch or care about the Grogu stuff? Like oh, done. I, I care. Hey, what about Canada? I was talking about it, yeah, but uh I don't really care. All right, that's what I figured. I I don't know what to say about the Canadian stuff. There's a live stream going on. They're like there's a standoff. The cops have uh, the cops have uh, one of these LRADs, although I don't think they've used it, the long-range acoustic devices, which are sonic weapons. They can cause uh, brain trauma injuries, permanent hearing loss, and that kind of stuff. Oh, nice. um, but I don't think they're using it yet for anything. But 
uh, it's just kind of this standoff and like, I don't, I don't know. I saw some truckers returning themselves in to be arrested, but. Oh, I didn't see that. I, I just saw the yeah. Ottawa police tweeting out that the uh, protesters were putting their children in between them and the cops. Yes. And mm. so they were having to remove the kids and then they have, and then there's idiots in responding saying, Oh, these people are so awful using their kids as human shields. Like they believe it. Yeah. They believe that, they, you know, we should just re remind everyone. This is just like, this isn't the bridge anymore. They're not black blocking like the, the traffic on the bridge. It's just fucking streets in Ottawa. Did you hear about the, the threat to the people's pets, to their dogs? Yes. God. Yeah. Yeah. They like, said they would take the pets. And then no, after it, eight I days or that. something, they would like be relinquished. Yeah. yeah. And all I could think is like, if, if you're, if you ever have a question about whether or not you're the bad guy in the situation, if you're threatening people's dogs and kids, I think that answers the question for you. But no, just, I, I, don't know, I think Trudeau's doing a really good job of just, you know, trying to take away everyone's liberty, money, freedom. And he's turning into a little, lovely little dictator. And uh, he's he's not garnishing much support because of it, but uh, I, I'm all for him continuing down this pathway because the more he does, the more he exposes who he is. And I'm just waiting for one of those trucks to turn into Optimus Prime and screw the police up. So that's what I'm fantasy anyway. Mm. So you're like collapsitarian on this. You're just like, you know what? Show your true colors. You guys are authoritarians and tyrants. And like, that's what the world needs to see. Yeah, I, I think I, the, the truckers doing a great job of restraint. Restraint is, I think, their key um, their key weapon right now. Uh, all they're doing is is what would be classed as abiding by a peaceful protest. Um, they're not harming. They're not destroying. They're not burning buildings. Uh, they're not looting. They're not doing any of this. They've they've parked up. They're obviously causing you know blockades and they have caused blockades, but everything is done in a very peaceful manner and. The press, which dare actually cover it properly, are showing showing how they're behaving, showing how they're acting, and the response by Trudeau, in comparison, is absolutely insanity, absolute yeah. insanity, uh, and and it really kind of highlights this this authoritarian nature, which is now coming in. We know has been in the left for a long time, uh, but he he, I don't know if it's because he's actually so kind of consumed with power or, or what but he's just he just seems to be falling into every single trap of exposing exactly who he is um and i and i think yeah i think it's good these some of the truckers are handing themselves in because the more that hand themselves in the more cells get filled up and there's only there's going to come a point where uh you're not going to be able to to contain them particularly if they all start moving forward and saying right arrest us take us all in yeah. then what happens um so yeah. yeah i i i i i this to me is just more than a truck blockade this is more than just a protest now this is uh from a from a because obviously i'm not from canada um oh. this is this is showing the world exactly uh what is starting or what has been going on for the last two years uh and uh a lot of people are beginning to wake up to uh to what they're seeing i mean here in the uk now we have no mandates i mean our mandates are gone yeah. they've been gone for uh, a few weeks now uh and how did they go they go they went because the government got embarrassed by the fact that they weren't adhering to exactly what they were 
asking the British public to do. Uh, and so in a, in a vain effort to save uh, the Prime Minister's career, uh, what's the best way to placate the, the British public? Just get rid of it all. We know, you know, we know, we know exactly yeah. what's going on in terms of uh, science and living with it and the true nature of it. So just, just get rid of them all. Um, and uh, yeah, we've got people who are desperate to just hold on to power like Trudeau and, and I, don't know, I think the guy's, guy's a moron. Yeah. Do you think he's just not, is he lacking a lot of self-awareness? He doesn't know how he's perceived. I think he's fragile. I think he's, he's fragile and he's, he's had such a, a taste of power and he's in his eyes. I think he's done everything that he believes the far left should be doing. Um, you know, when buildings were burning, he was kneeling down with a mask on his face, kissing ass. Uh, now buildings aren't burning. Uh, and, and, this is a peaceful protest and he's kind of confused as to what he can do in this situation. Cause he can't bow down to essentially what is predominantly white people. So he doesn't <laughs> quite understand how to, uh, to deal with that. Uh, and he's been holding on to power by, uh, co literally consolidating, uh, exactly the the ideas and the ideologies of the far left with the authoritarianism. And so now it's a matter of, flexing the power uh he's 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 had this power he's been holding on to this power and the only way you think he's he thinks he can resolve this is by now utilizing it and it's it's not working out for him very well you know i know it's cliched and i know we've heard this and i know i've been going on speaking for a bit and i should shush now but um you know this this saying is coming back in in a lot of countries now and, and it's resounding uh around the world and as governments should be afraid of their people and people should not be afraid of their governments uh and this is this has never been more true than in canada right now yeah yeah do you think i think maybe the one what makes the i think regular people are seeing which ideology they're seeing that the, that that far left ideology you're talking about has really infiltrated and is in charge of the government generally and i think one of the one of the things that really highlights that is the contrast right like you're saying the contrast between how they treated blm we all it's not that long ago we haven't totally forgotten about blm it's not like it was 10 years ago we just saw it and then and the stark contrast between how that's being treated by both the elites in the government, but also the mainstream media, and then the contrast with, with what's going on here with a bunch of truckers just parking there and honking, um, hmm. and and you know making room for emergency vehicles and and feeding. They've been feeding homeless and the police. I mean, it's just been the most peaceful thing that you can possibly imagine, and still be a protest. And the contrast hmm. is stunning. Well, the one thing about that contrast and them thinking we're probably going to forget about it is the fact that, like, they have this idea that we all have the memories of, like, goldfish, essentially, mm. because of how quick pace the Internet makes us all think. But there's also that other phrase, the Internet never forgets. Like, that stuff is going to be all, it's always going to be there. And someone is going to remember it and throw it up in your face. There's So there's actually no way to forget about the fact that he did kneel with BLM, he was okay with them looting and burning. Like, it, but my worry for the truckers is that they're gonna do something to them that they did to the January 6th protesters here, that they are going to arrest them on a minor charge and hold them for months or 
who knows years without trial that you know like oh on on a minor charge like i'm worried that they're going to go that route like i'm still mad about that in the us so i wouldn't surprise me if trudeau did that too yeah and they and they've gone for the emergencies act has allowed them to go even further already to some extent in which you know they're they're seizing bank accounts they're seizing mm-hmm. bank accounts of i mean there's I, I think jordan peterson mentioned this on twitter but there there's like this uh, or maybe it was, uh, maybe he just retweeted and it was someone else. I don't remember, but, uh, it's retroactive punishment for like people who gave to give, send, go prior to any of this other, like, you know, a week ago are now being targeted. Their, their accounts are being targeted because like they supported the wrong guys a week ago. We've been, for the last two years, we've been living in a, in a world where governments have believed that the they um the the press uh are the ones who are telling the story and, and the, the public are the ones who are gobbling up what the press is saying and this is not the case you know we we we've seen in over the last two years exactly how corrupt media is we've seen exactly how um we've been to we've we have seen with our eyes and been told to believe something else uh, yeah. And and this this I think uh, for for a degree it works for a very small period of time it works you can you can BS somebody for a little while uh, and they'll be like okay I guess but when it goes on and on and on and you are seeing things with your own two eyes and then you are hearing the media say a completely contrasting story to that uh, normal regular people and it doesn't matter which part of the political hour you fall upon uh, because I think there's a lot of people on the left because I would have classed myself as a, as, as a lefty uh, certainly left left center uh, are seeing these things now and being like this is not true you're not telling the truth this this is I can see with my own eyes what's going on here you know all this talk about uh, they, they try to paint the truckers as supremacists and yeah so, and, and th- those these terminologies are now the most overused useless terminologies that you could call somebody in actual fact if you're being called these terminologies now you're doing something right never never yeah. mind that they're, they're just trying to shut you up no you're now doing something right because this is the vernacular this is the verbiage that they have to uh to, to start responding to um and and we have seen for the last two years these governments uh, working through media to try and, and gaslight people, and they're just not having it anymore. We're just not. Uh, we're not having it. We're, we're being told to to follow the science, and the science that they're talking about is lunacy. It's not science at all. Uh, we're being told one thing, and they're doing something completely different. A man is saying, "Follow me." If you disagree with me, you disagree with science. Again, these these are ludicrous terms. Which 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 media have been supporting and validating, and regular people, and you don't have to be massively intelligent. You just have to be a regular kind of person. Soon understand that these these things are just absurd, absolutely ludicrous. So you, particularly with the the, the truckers, uh, you know, they're cutting off their funding now. People are seeing how peacefully they're protesting. Uh, people are seeing exactly how. The response is against these people. And if they do, as you mentioned, uh, decide to try and make an example of some of them, arrest them, 
hold them for an undue period of time. I think now we've we've got to the period where a lot of people are going to start kicking up a fuss about that. Because this, I mean, even comparative to January the 6th, this is not even comparative to that. And that in itself was a non-entity. Yeah. Uh, but even in comparison to this, this is just a regular protest. Uh, and 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 some of these states in in Canada, they have you know decided, okay, we're going to lift mandates. Uh, and and some have said something, and then a week later, like Mister Ford, uh, a week later they've come out and gone, do you know what? We should do completely the opposite of what I just said a week ago. <laughs> um, yep. But when he said when he spoke a second time, he was literally speaking like a normal person, like a normal person who would be viewing the situation, you know. It's, we need to get back on. We need to get back to normality. This is stupid. Do you want to be wearing these muzzles for the rest of your life? Of course you don't. You know, we have to understand that we have... So when you start to hear normal language, people respond to normal language. Trudeau's not using normal language at all. The guy is, is coming across as, as a fragile dictator who's desperate to hold on to his own power. Um, the, the opposition is, is uh, the opposition leader. She's making a mockery of him in parliament right now uh he doesn't have any recourse he's literally just spewing out um it's not even he's just literally spewing out robotic language uh it, it's you know well we need to secure a better you know it's just nothing language it's spin language it's it's yeah. language that that this person is not behaving normally now so um People are getting tired of this. People are getting sick of this. People are wanting to get back to normal. People are seeing other countries get back to normal. And now this seems to be a definite, uh, 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 instead of being a response to what's going on, as opposed to either protests or vaccines or whatever it may be, this is now 100% looking like people who are desperate to hold on to power and people who are desperate for you to conform to their ideology. And it's not working it's falling apart and it's been falling apart for a while and some countries australia canada parts of america uh, are still not understanding that, that the world wants to get back to normal you failed with your great reset nice try come back in 20 30 years have another crack at the whip you know uh but for right now people are just sick and tired of this uh, and and there's no way that mandates like in the uk if if, if they attempted to do mandates here it would it wouldn't work in france we've seen consistent protests particularly in paris it's not working resting people putting them away it's not working uh and and the media is falling apart because people on the internet regular people are posting and this is why the the media's uh, uh the media um viewing whatever you want to call it is is down in the toilet because people are now turning to, you know, people are turning to, to somebody like Russell Brand, who couldn't yeah. be more if you tried. And even Russell Brand, who is a lefty, uh, can see exactly what's going on here. And so when you've got somebody like Russell Brand, who's been a particular uh, antagonist of, of mainstream media for years now, uh, suddenly saying, look, you know, when it comes to people like Joe Rogan, let them speak. When it comes to conversation, let's talk, let's question. He's saying all the scary things that government don't want you to do. 
They don't want you to question. This is why they want your silence. They don't want you to get involved with discussion from people with the opposing viewpoint because they don't want information to be uh, laid on the table and people to make their own decision. They want people to make the decision that they're trying to, to tell them. So the whole thing now is, is so fragile and falling apart. And this is, why, this is why we've seen attacks on Joe Rogan. This is why we've seen attacks uh, on, on Russell Brand right now, who's now on the, the uh, far right list of, of, yes. of uh, journalism, yeah. apparently. Okay, so that's great. Because, because they know uh, that these people are actually wanting to create discussion, wanting to put that information out there. And that's not part of the plan. Well said. So I have a well said. The way that I've been thinking about this recently, as it goes kind of along with what you're saying, you can fool some people some of the time. Yes. And it just ma it just depends on how long. And I've had an experience for a year and a half now with an individual psychopath mm -hmm. that has given me a lot of insight into psychopathic ideologies and helped me to understand it better because. For a long time, I was thinking, how come? And still, even today, I will think, how come people can't see this? Like what Trudeau is doing is saying the exact opposite of what's happening. It's it's Darvo. It's deny and reverse victim order. It's He is saying the truckers are the authoritarians. Mm -hmm. So that when the truckers say we're pushing back against authoritarian measures, they've already been called authoritarians. It's like mm -hmm. the Spider-Man meme. No, you, no, you. No, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, he's, and he says, you know, we're for freedom when it's the truckers who are fighting for freedom. It's the exact reversal. He says, these people are putting their kids in harm's way when it's the exact opposite. They're taking these kids away from their parents and harming them. Like, it's like you don't go in and remove these parents and then, but they do. And then try to say, Oh, it's because the parents are putting them in harm's way. Um, but everything they're doing is opposite world. And they've been doing that for a while. And I think it works well for a while. And I know that there are still people it works on, but the longer they do it, it's the more the mass slips, the more it's like, it doesn't, it starts where it, it doesn't make sense. And so you're even getting people who maybe even bought into it. I know people who bought into a lot of the COVID policy stuff for the first year or two or however long this has been happening, who are like now are, are they're done. Even Peterson, he bought not that he bought into it, but he was more oh, willing to he was willing to go along with some of the the policy. He you know he talks about how I got the shots because I thought that would be the end of it, but it's not. That's not the end of it. And so the the longer it it goes on, it's like spinning plates. An authoritarian regime, I'm starting to realize, much like a psychopath, they're having to keep up these appearances and spin all these plates. And just like with an individual psychopath, after a while, there's this thing called decompensation. I think that's what it's called. It's when their mass starts to slip mm -hmm. and people start to see what's really going on when the gaslighting doesn't work anymore, the reversal and stuff. And then they start to panic and then they kind of spin out. And you'll see individuals who have this personality disorder spin out online and it's almost like a mania. It's suddenly attacking lots of different people, and because the usual tactics aren't working, and but they and only have those tactics, so they just double they only down have on those, them. so they double down on those yeah. tactics, and that has helped me 
this is me finding the silver lining with the crazy person is I get it now with the crazy ideology there it's spinning in, in a positive way. I think the more that they're doubling down, because sometimes I couldn't understand. I'm like, people are waking up. So why are they continuing to double down? Why are they really hardcore trying to ban Joe Rogan? Why are they hardcore going in there now and removing kids and arresting people? Because that's all they know. And they're desperately right. now trying to cling on to the mask and, and force compliance. Now is when the monster comes out. And I, I think, think that's, that's why happening. a lot of collapse. Yeah. I think that's why there were, that, that's why some people have been, I mean, I don't put myself in this category, but I think that's why some people have been kind of collapsitarians, which is almost what I'm hearing from as, which is like this, like, yeah, go ahead. Like spiral out of control. Do it. I want everyone to see you to for see what you him. are. I want to, yeah. I want to, I want you to go through the, re I know it's going to be bad, but I want it to get worse really bad, really quickly. So we can get through to the other side. So everyone sees now you are. how yeah. horrible you are. Yeah, because yeah, you, you will see, like, like with Boris, he knew he knew once uh, in Los Angeles, like very early on, we we saw the slip very early on indeed, and we didn't we didn't push it hard enough. Uh, when when like Coof happened a couple of years back, and we we got the you know you need to self you know you need to isolate, we need to lock people down. Uh, initially, like you, you you kind of go along with that. Because uh, you think, yes, we've got a pandemic. This is going on. Okay, they do know, you know, that they must have done the research. They must have done this. So locking us down, okay, it's going to be a ball ache for a few weeks, you know, for two weeks, three weeks, whatever it's going to be. Uh, and then we'll get then we'll get back on track. And then when you get the lockdowns extended, it becomes frustrating. But you're sort of like, okay, well, if it's working, and then we, you know, we come out of it, and then things get things can open back up. Okay, I guess this this. Uh, intrusion on our lives is going to be short-lived then it continues mm. then you see pictures of parties where the very people have been telling you to lock down are in groups without masks this is before even man you know before even vaccines have come around so you're like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. hold on a second how come how come you're having parties with groups of people with no masks and we're being locked down and even told you know sometimes don't even mix with family don't even and then you get told oh yeah. it's like it's like a telly it's like a corrupt telly evangelist yeah. you know it's oh i did not mean to sleep with that prostitute i mean god you know god told me i thought the god was telling me to, to fuck the prostitute so i did but then i realized i was all wrong uh it's it's kind of like that so you sort of like uh as a regular human being you're sort of like okay well I'm, you know at the end of the day i'm in two positions i either say no and start to fight against you, or I say, okay, I'm going to accept your apology on this occasion, and and let's get this sorted. So as a reasonable person, you tend to go for the latter. You tend to go, okay, as a reasonable person, let's 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 get back on track. Let's get it sorted. But it persists, and it persists, and it persists, and it persists. Now with Trudeau, he's literally the walking meme of, of, of the mad NPC. He's seething, absolutely seething, but he's got the mask on, which is just like smile, and and a normal person, even the the corrupt government uh, officials who have had their parties, who who have been caught doing this, who've been caught doing that, who have said wear a mask and then been photo, you know, shot, uh, photographed in, in nightclubs with no mask on, like you know, London and all that kind of business. Uh, they are there turning around. Well, not London, but some some of them turn around and go, yeah, okay, let's let's kind of get back to normal. But Trudeau's like digging in. He's absolutely digging in, and 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 he will continue to get worse and worse and worse. And I, he will continue to 
uh, invoke and abuse more of his government power. And the more people see that, they'll actually see more of the, the governmental threat that can be posed uh, by a simple act of legal protest. Uh, so yep. now what the, uh, I believe that a lot of people are doing in Canada is they're clearing out their bank accounts. Yes. They're clearing yes. out their bank accounts in protest of this because they realize that this, this emergency act doesn't just freeze the funds of the protesters. This can freeze the funds of any single solitary individual in Canada. Yeah. And if you can, why not? Yep. Uh, and so people are logically seeing these things. So yeah, you go ahead, Trudeau. You keep going ahead. You keep becoming more crazy. You abuse your power more and more. And all you're showing the public, all you're showing the people is exactly the, the overreach of governmental power. Somebody in the chat said they didn't see a large number of people waking up. And I don't think it has to be the majority. I just think it has to be... Um, maybe approaching somebody said a third. Yeah, maybe it's a third, but there's also, there's also the silent majority who see it and maybe are too afraid to say anything. I was talking with a friend had dinner with friends yesterday and they were like, let me see how to phrase this. They were basically talking about people who are weary of certain, certain COVID regulations, but would probably never say so publicly. But when in a situation where the policies are relaxed, they're happy and they support it and quietly they're supportive of it. But they're not so going to they, go out there and say, get rid of the policy because they don't want to be, because they see it's a tribal thing and they're not ready to reject their tribe yet or be rejected and they're afraid of being rejected. But quietly they're like, oh, I'm glad. Yeah, but th this is it. Over the last see. couple of years, we've been told to stop doing uh, commonsensical things. Uh, stop asking questions. Uh, right. Follow, be compliant. Follow the science. Don't think where the science is coming from. Don't look into where the science is coming from. Just conform and, and believe. And most people, most people just want a quiet life. People just mm -hmm. want to get on with their lives, you know. So stuff like rising up, fighting, speaking out—it's it's a it's a very scary uh, prospect for these these type of people. And, and a lot of people are now being told not to speak out because if you speak out, you are wrong. You're going against whatever it is we're we're saying. You're going against the compliance. Uh, but in the same but in the same breath, what they're doing, they're asking a question. They are asking a, a regular logical question. And and how many times do we hear? You know, how many times do we watch detective TV shows, Poirot, um, stuff like that? And they say. Uh, if something invariably doesn't make sense, mm. then it's often wrong. And a lot of people's common sense meter, I think, has just been going do lally. Haywire. Yeah. yeah. Total haywire. Like, this is not right. This is not right. And, you know, even if they couldn't put their finger on what's not right, it's been going off like, like crazy. Uh, and more and more people are seeing that. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the, I think what, the beauty is when I say the beauty, the beauty about what's going on in Canada is because this is a legal protest. This is a legal protest uh, with nonviolence, uh, etc. So, and if everything about this pro, uh, this this um, protest 
Uh, although, yes, it cuts off streets. Yes, they honk. Uh, 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 and yes, that is, you know, annoying and whatnot. But that's the whole point. What even, even AOC, and that is one dumb person, uh, said that, you know, uh, protests are not meant to be comfortable. That's the whole point of protests. Well, you know, right back at you. Uh, right, right back at you here. And, but because we've got this this legal uh, protest that is nonviolent, uh, and we're seeing the the absolute response to it, more and more normal people are saying, well, "This this isn't right," you know. And their eyes are seeing what the the media is is not is saying. Their eyes are is, sorry, their eyes aren't seeing what the media are, are saying. Uh, their eyes aren't seeing what Trudeau is saying. You know, you know, where is this abuse against uh, black people? Where is this abuse against the LGBT community? Where is this white supremacy? Uh, you know, where where is this Nazis? They don't even understand words nowadays. My brother, who's who's a, a very kind of like he's a sensible chap. You know, he's 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 worked his ass off through his life. He's progressed very well through the company that he works at. Uh, even he. Is turning around to me now and going, this is this is dumb, yeah. you know. This is really dumb. I don't do people, you know. I'm hearing, uh, you know, he's sending me these articles like people absolutely furious at, at response to this, and he's and he's sending he's sending me questions like, do these people understand what fury means? Do they actually understand the word fury? Uh, and then he sent me like the Joe Rogan article. Um, for for Joe Rogan, you know, da, 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 being trying to be cancelled because of this, and then he's like, "Don't they understand context?" Hmm. And I'm just like, "Oh, keep coming, brother, keep coming, bring the <laughs> And then and then he does the then he sends me an article about comedian Alan Carr, and the, what the beauty about Alan Carr is, Alan Carr is a knobhead. He's a complete horrible, nasty little knobhead in real life. He's a tax dodging little bastard. He's been doing that for a long time, doing the offshore tax thing. Uh, his comedy routines have devolved, uh, like many others, into a uh, let's out people who choose not to get vaccinated and stuff like that. Uh, you know, thinking that's comedy. That's not comedy. Uh, and and he uh, said something about the Holocaust. And then, of course, people are now coming for him about it. Uh, and my brother, even though he's a nasty little bastard and he's all these kind of things, my brother's just like, they do understand what a comedian's job is. And I'm like, you do, you, you're preaching to the converted here. You, you're <laughs> preaching to the converted. But it's great to see my brother quite start to, to question the context yeah. of things and, and the verbiage of things. And this and, the, and this is a regular guy. And if a if regular guy is questioning these, just think about the, the millions of people throughout the world now, just like, this is this is getting this is getting weird. And and the attack on Joe Rogan failed. He failed. The cancellation it, attempt on Joe Rogan failed. They're going to try. I I truly believe. I agree with some of the people who are talking about how it's uh, it's it's it was planned and it's gonna it's in stages and they're not done yet. They're still going to release more things. I'm not sure what the next wave is going to be, but uh, much like when they took out Milo, which is much easier for them to do, but that was a planned thing. And they roll out these things to cause outrage in stages. I, and I think they're not done. Milo and, and Joe. Oh, true. I'm just saying in terms of tactics, how they do it. It's, mm. it's a, it's not an accidental, like, Oh, this, 
thing got released. It's no, let's release this. This organization's going to do it. Here's what we're putting together. Here's the hit job. Let's do it in phases. After that, let's release this other thing kind of thing. I truly believe that's how it works. But but with Joe Rogan, I think, as you pointed out, he's so different from Milo. Mm. They've expanded the targets to such a degree. It's so broad now, the people they're going after. And again, I think it's that psychopathic thing where they're spinning out. They're overplaying their hand without realizing it. It's like mm-hmm. they think they can cancel Joe Rogan. They don't realize how crazy that looks to normal people. They don't see that yet. That normal people are looking at it. I know normal people who never listened to him who are listening to him now because of yes. the attacks. Yeah, they, they wanted to see what the fuss was about. Exactly. They overplayed so their strike, hand. But, but I don't understand what their, their final goal is. They take out Joe Rogan. Let's just mm-hmm. sound like they take out Joe Rogan. Do they think people are going to suddenly start tuning into Brian Setzler, whatever he's called. <laughs> My favorite. Yeah, you know, do, do, do say, oh, right. Well, we gave this Joe Rogan a chance. Might as well just go back to CNN. It's like, you know, what? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This didn't work out with John. I'm going to start tuning back into NSBC. You know, this, this, where do they think these people are going to go? If, if Let's don't... just say, for argument's sake, they, they did cancel Joe Rogan. They would... Most of those people would look for the next Joe Rogan. That's exactly what they would do. They wouldn't go to CNN. They wouldn't go to Fox. They wouldn't. They would look for the next Joe Rogan. They would go to the next person. They'd go to Tim who, Pool. At, yeah, uh, no, I think Someone Tim like Pool's. Him, too, I just, think he's too black pill. But they would. They would right. go to to somebody who was um, commonsensical. Somebody who was was open to. Uh, conversation on both sides somebody who wasn't afraid to have somebody on who the establishment uh would deem undesirable uh in other words uh a a normal well-rounded well-faceted human being uh and and that is not what the media is right now uh and uh yes we we do have a certain rise in in uh these individual um commentators whatever you want to call them uh but each of them i think come with their own different sets of alarm bells uh whereas joe rogan is the the most i mean this is the funny thing with joe rogan he probably couldn't be more just normal if he tried uh you know he just he just couldn't be more just kind of appealing to a regular person he talks like a regular person uh, he acts for the most part like a regular person. He has regular person hobbies. Uh, he likes sports, you know, and and you know fitness and stuff like that. He talks to you like a normal human being. He's not a gotcha guy. He's not there to try and catch you out on his live stream, but he will question if you say something that is uh, out of order. He will have. He would have his enemy, his arch nemesis, sat on the other side of the table, and they would have a reasoned conversation with each other. And that's what they can't stand. Because how can you push a propaganda, your propaganda on a regular person? Well, and he doesn't is, push propaganda. Sorry, go on. Sir, they, the thing that the, their goal is actually, they're, they're playing uh, narrative control whack-a-mole. And right now the mole they're trying to whack down is Joe Rogan. But their their goal is forever to and then create systems 
by creating laws as well in their regulation, you know, like, oh, Spotify, you have to regulate the content you produce to prevent another Joe Rogan. They want hmm. someone like uh, Susan at YouTube to prevent something like that from happening. That's what the, that's, that's what the what goal she's is. trying to do. Mm. Yeah. But then, I mean, the problem with that, though, is that big tech creates their own competition whenever they knock down someone, because uh, as soon as they do, that person goes to another platform because the other platforms are are trying to build themselves up and their mm -hmm. audience follows them. So and, and that's the problem, though, is that you narrative whack-a-mole doesn't work. It, it it's it's not sustainable it always fails like if you look and it's actually easier for it to fail because of the internet because we have all these like other platforms trying to come up and it's still a capitalist society and they can't it's like they want to use the government to prevent these competitors from popping up and uh but they can't completely take the mask off yet to prevent it from happening uh, so that that's my thought is that they're just going to try to keep knocking down these uh, these people who are against the narrative they want to. But they create. they created Joe Rogan. Yeah, they did. Oh, See, that's that, the thing. That, As I said, they the created the competition. They but they don't get Joe that. Rogan. No, they don't understand that. They don't understand the more partisan they got, the more they created Joe Rogan. Uh, the the more the more biased they became. Uh, the more politically leaning they became, the more they created Joe Rogan and, and other people that, that speak out. It was them themselves. People want, I mean, I think 24-hour news is, is one of the worst things to ever happen to society. Uh, it, it, it's because 24-hour news, to maintain that new spin, you've got to try and keep people in a perpetual state of fear. Because you've got to be the, the you've got to listen to the news. You've got to listen to our 24-hour news. And when this show's over, then we got this show that's going to come over and tell you what else to be scared of. And then when you when you've watched that show and gone, Jesus Christ, I'm petrified of this. We got some other dude that's going to point some graphs out to you and tell you you're going to die. You died three years ago because of the this this this. And he's like, Oh my God, I've been, I've been dead for three years and I'm still here. But what's going on? But don't worry, because you're still your spiritual side is going to be destroyed and annihilated in this part of this. So that you're living in in 24 hour media with this perpetual state of fear because they need to to hook you on. And when you when you do that, you lose everything. What news is there to be objective? Objective. That's what news used to be. Used to be objective for the most part. Sure, there's always been leanings, mm -hmm. but for the most part, like particularly here in the UK with the BBC, uh, the BBC was just was it a very objective news? Uh, then it wasn't. Then the BBC wasn't because the BBC became so far left leaning that it filtered into every facet. It filtered into all their TV shows. It filtered into their news, into their uh, their, their political shows, obviously. Uh, their uh, Even their sort of hobbyist shows, you know, gardening. Ah, we're going to do some gardening today in Suffolk. And Suffolk is great because Suffolk's got this soil. However, this soil has eroded away due to global warming over the course. Mm -hmm. of, you know, it filters into absolutely everything now. Uh, and, and people are so tired of that. They just... I want to hear objective news about the truckers. I want to hear objective news about uh, the the coup. I want to hear objective news about vaccines. I haven't. I am unvaccinated. Am I unvaccinated because I'm an anti-vax, horrible piece of filth? Yes. No, I'm only joking. No, uh, I'm not. I, you know, I have every other vaccine that has been put out, that has been tried, tested, and 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 proven to 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 work. 
the reason why I have decided not to be vaccinated is because I have not heard information enough to make me want to get vaccinated. I have not heard information enough to tell me exactly why it's a good thing to do. And Same. then when you when you hear about uh, potential side effects which are hitting people, uh, and instead of those being explored, instead of those being looked at, because I, I mean, big you know, big farmer is big farmer, uh, but from a, from a, just a, a humanist point of view, you you would like to think, yeah, these people are actually trying very hard to to legitimately create a vaccine that's going to protect uh, humanity from the the coup virus. Uh, so you really want to believe that, but when you when you see every, these ridiculous things being covered up, and then when you when you start hearing media going out and going, ah, did you know that if you go out in the sun in 2022, for some reason that's never happened before, you're more at risk of having a heart attack, and it's just like, wow, that's fucking weird, isn't it? You know, that's that's never been the case for I don't know the whole of time uh, until now, and you start to hear these stupid things, and and so. My brain tells me I can't. I can't believe any of you. Yeah, I can't believe any of you. So uh, why would I even bother putting it inside of me? I would rather uh, run the risk of a ninety-nine point nine nine percent chance of survival uh, than put something in front of me, which which clearly uh, is is not as tried and tested as everyone has said. Not through nefarious means necessarily. Just not getting the right information and if i if my log the logical side of my brain says if i can't get the right information i'm just going to stand back and and yeah. and this and and so and this has now become such a political point uh that oh you're unvaccinated you're an, you're in an unfilth oh right okay so so uh we're going to to jewish language in 1930s germany now okay great you know all these warnings that people have been putting out there uh, for the last two years, uh, they are coming to fruition, and 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 these idiots don't see it. The, these these people who are falling for this trap, falling for this ideology, well, it's not even idea. It's his ideology. They're falling for the ideology of it. They're not. They're not understanding that questions are good. One of my favorite TV shows of all time is The Prisoner, a 1967 TV show. Wonderful show. They have slogans in the village. This village is where you've been... Because we are living in the village. The village is this place where you're taken away from society. Because you're, you're too dangerous. You're too dangerous because you either know too much or you know the right questions to ask. And so you're being taken away from society so they can find out, they can discover all these informations. And on the walls, they have questions are a burden to others, answers a prison to oneself. You know, they have all these things which today the government are literally saying, don't question, don't question this, don't question that, just shut up, do what you're told, uh, take your pills, take your medicines, get drugs. A show like The Prisoner has never been they more apt today than, than any his, time. His catchphrase, they assign people numbers, and his catchphrase was like, I am not a number, I am a free man. Yes, freedom <laughs> he's number six he refuses yes. to respond to number six number six but but all of those dystopian books television shows i think i think now i've also gotten a greater appreciation for those things from the past two years because 
and, and I've said this on the show before, but they helped me understand it's not so much that those writers and the artists who created those series and books were uh, prophets. It's just that they were telling you what they'd already seen happen. It's not, it's not that they could see the future. It's that it's that they've already, they could see the past. And so they're telling you this will happen. Mm. It, it happens. It's already happened. This will happen again. This is what human nature is like. That's, that's yeah. what I'm starting to realize. It's not I just prophecy. Yeah, I say that about anyone who doesn't want you to learn about history, that if they want you to to not learn history accurately, that they're trying to pull one over on a society, like something really horrible, because uh, the only way that you are forewarned about what they're planning to do is from history, the horrible things that have happened in the past. Now, I actually kind of, I'm going to throw a white pill out here. I feel like more people have woken up in the last two years than there ever were people awake before honestly, because I was already incredibly like not trusting of the media and not trusting of the like medical industry here in the US. Like I, that was me. And I felt like I was like one of, you know, just a small percentage of people who were questioning uh, how science happened, mainly because I read scientific studies before this happened, before all of this, I was like, well, the Bell Institute, owned by Cheerios, not that you know that, says that Cheerios are good for your cholesterol. And <laughs> and I'm like, what, what kind of science is that? And I see that all, I saw that all the time for years. And the same thing with media. I was like, well, this person works with that company and they're making money off of this thing. They're trying to tell everyone on the news is a good thing. And I was like, how, how are people not aware of this? Like, are they just not taking the time? And now when they sent us all home, everyone apparently started taking, like a lot of people started taking the time and started paying attention to these things. And I was like, good, finally pay attention because it's been going on for a lot longer than you think. And I think one of the reasons why more people are waking up actually than were uh, awake before is the fact that now it's affecting their day-to-day -day lives. Like a lot of that stuff that was yeah. happening before wasn't happening to a majority of people every day. Like, but now it is the majority and it is every day. So now more people are noticing it. And I think that's good. I think that's a good thing because they have been, There's there's been a lot of lying going on uh, for years. And I'm happy that people are now aware of it at, at a higher rate than they were before. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, as you said something like that, BBC used to be more objective or whatever. And I, I don't know whether the news used to be more objective because of what mm -hmm. Alex just said. I'm now, the more I, I see how dishonest the media is, the more I wonder well, I don't know if I if I read an article from before I was born and there was no internet to check the to like actually have raw data about what was going on, like are they, were they lying just as much and we just didn't know? I mean, there's cherry pick stories like Walter Duranty we can talk about, but it 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 at least makes me question the entire span of journalism. Uh and makes me wonder actually I actually don't know how long they've been getting away with this. Clearly, they've changed their political position mm. over time as, as the Overton window has changed. But were they always on some kind of side with some kind of agenda? Because I don't even think they know they have an agenda. So I don't think they're self-aware of that. Were they always this kind of biased this whole time? We just had no way of knowing? I, I don't know.
I mean, possibly. I, I just remember that. I remember one thing particularly about the news uh, on the BBC. Uh, and that's uh, when I was a much younger, uh, the, the BBC news would always end with something called and finally. Uh, because they get to the final piece of news and it, they would say it would be and finally. And the and finally piece of news was always an uplifting piece of news. Uh, that's the way that they chose to end the the new show. There would always be some uplifting or silly or funny uh, piece of news that they would leave you with, uh, 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 and and then the next program will start, uh, which be a, which would be a non news program because this was before the period of twenty four hour news. So, at the very least, there was awareness that you know what is news. A lot of people would say news is bad news. That's what makes news is bad news because people pay attention to bad news more than to do good news. So there was at least this awareness that, you know, we've got an oil spill in this place, you know, uh, there's destabilization in the Baltics. Um, and then Jerry the Kangaroo had a, a, a little kid today uh, in the London Zoo, blah, blah, blah. So, so at least there'd be sort of like uh, some sort of balance or attempt. I mean, you know, obviously the balance is like that. Uh, but some sort of balance to to at least say to people, hey, even though we've told you about what's going on and you know there aren't some great things going on right now, at least there's little this 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 bit of hope. You know, there's this little bit of hope because we understand that news tends to be bad news. Nowadays, of course, I mean, I I, I the first time that I saw an American news TV program, I could not believe that that was allowed on air. I couldn't believe it. Because wow. of how how biased it was, how how uh, partisan it was, and I and I, uh, and I was kind of like, this is your these are your new new shows on in America, and they're like, yeah, and I'm just like that they would that would not be allowed to fly in the you know uh, in the UK, no, um, you know you just you have to be as try to be as objective as possible, um, so that was that was like a huge eye opener for me, and nowadays it's it's very difficult to see. Uh, the difference between the two, the the rise of satellite TV, the rise of twenty four hour news, uh, the 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 rise of, of trying you know trying trying to keep that connection, not just keep that connection with people, but now you 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 have networks which are we have to have news twenty four seven, three hundred and sixty five days a year, so we we have to fill this you know fill and so you know they have to sensationalize news things become more sensationalized things become. Uh, were so sure maybe there was still that that little bits of leaning back in in the past maybe uh the stories had a, a, a little bit of bias based off wherever the kind of political leaning was at, at, at that time but uh it never felt as egregious as it does today um you know some of the things that you hear on 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 tv shows today news shows today i i, I laugh I literally laugh uh, at how uh, ridiculous these presenters want to make themselves. Uh, and, and you know that when they finish, uh, they have this sense of superiority and, and, and uh, you know, and, and, and just hubris, I guess. Um, and, and they go home in their nice cars to their nice houses and be like, yeah, I, I did a great day's work today. You know, I... I, I push this and I push that and and you know I live in this lovely little 
uh, house that's a, that's been afforded to me by all of this. You don't you don't get the feeling that that people actually legitimately care about humans anymore. You don't. I don't feel like I'm listening to a TV presenter that's that's actually caring about uh, the the oil spill. That's caring about the the children that are that are being herded in in the Middle East. That this is happening or that's happening. No, I'm, 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 I just see these these horrible, disgusting, vile human beings uh, that will do anything to advance their own personal uh, and, and political uh, move. And it, and it just, I think that they are so widespread now, uh, and they've they've infiltrated every side: the left, the right. Uh, I think the center is kind of the the only sort of like when I say safe position. I think it's the only place that they don't know how to tackle yet they don't know how to tackle people from the from the uh from the middle right now and and so we we are you said you know i, I feel as if white pilling more and more people have have woken up i think it, i i personally think it's more that people who just want to be left the hell alone have have had government just go hey 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 you 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 what what leave me alone you 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 gotta you gotta do this and the, the interference the interference in just regular people's lives has become so extreme just like my camera <laughs> position has become so extreme now that the the person who was just getting on with stuff is not being allowed to get on with stuff uh, and and so it comes to a point where that person has got to make as i said earlier in the show that person's got to make a decision, and that decision's got to be: do I just do I just go along with what's happening, or do I turn around and go, "Oi"? And I think that's what's happening. More people are turning around and going, "Oi." Well, that's what I meant by it affecting more people than it did before. So this thing they would lie about something smaller, but if it affected like a hundred people, and so only those hundred people were jaded at that point by how they lied, but now it's affecting people to such a degree that that it's it's hitting way more people than it did before and way more often than it did before so that's why it's waking more people up like i think they were still doing it it was just it was a hitting people at a much smaller degree uh in number of people and the effect on their lives so i that's why i say that it's it i mean we agree essentially <laughs> is yeah, what yeah, i'm this, saying like more and more people are, are like I said, the alarm bells going off in their their head. Uh, if I take something as as, as placid as CRT, uh, you know, people. Oh no, it's it's these you know black people. They've not got they've not got the same uh, liberties as other people. They've not had the same abilities or afforded the same rights. And and it's not just white people that that, that have been in you know different social economic groups are just like hey up. This doesn't this doesn't make a lick of sense. There's also black people that's like, how dare you? How dare you demean me? How dare you? How dare you paint me as a, a as a victim? Uh, and and the people that want to paint them as the victims are just sort of like, whoa, wait a minute. This is you know, because they've got this collectivism ideology. They believe that uh, everyone should feel the same way, and that you know, I speak as a one. You, you never speak as a one. You don't speak for a one. There's four white people here. You don't speak as a one for us. We're all very different individuals. And so a lot more people are hearing this, this BS. Uh, and, and it doesn't matter what side of the aisle that you fall on, whether whether it be CRT or whether it be uh, abusing the, the LGBT community, 
Uh, people are seeing that from those communities going, you don't speak for me. And then those people that decide to, to speak out saying, hey, you don't speak for me. You don't speak uh, for my experiences in my life. Suddenly, they turn on those people because they're not conforming to that political narrative. And then normal people see that and they're just like, one-on-one does not equal two. If you truly believe what you're saying, and then this person challenges you from that community, and then you try to, to drive them down, you don't believe what you initially said. You are already contradicting your, your whole point. Uh, we, you know, this, this month, February, it's, it's Black History Month, March the 1st, gone. See ya, done. It's just, it's just a thing to, to push. Later in the year, Pride Millennium, uh, it's, that happens. All these companies are going to start changing their profile pictures. All these companies are going to start talking about how their allies, the LGBT this and LGBT that, that are end of the month. Gone. Well, also, now, they're only going to do that in uh, countries that are captured by social absolutely, justice. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You know, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna uh, rant and we're gonna rave uh, in the West, where it's tolerated and tolerant, and everyone's okay. Uh, but we're not going to go to China and say that, and we're not going to go to Saudi Arabia and say that, and we're not going to take a protest to those countries because you know, they don't like us, so we'll get thrown off roofs and we'll be taken to places that when, where we concentrate for a while. Uh, you know, the, it, it's so fake and phony. Uh, and, and we all know what's going on. We all know that corporations use it because they want to try and push more product. We all, we all know that it, it, if you truly believed in, in pushing it in different countries, you would be pushing it in different countries. You don't. You change your profile picture in, in, in Portland, but you don't change your profile picture in the Middle East, because the the company that's there, they won't have it in that part of the country, and and people just see these things and they get so tired of it, and they just get so it's they just look corporation, just sell me a product. I don't mind if you want to sell me a product, just sell me a product. Don't pretend to be something you're not, though. You know, I don't want to hear Gillette talking to me about trans rights. You know. I want I want Gillette to say, sell me a razor and tell me this is the sharpest, bestest, safest, nicest, cleanest razory product we've ever produced. But I don't give two shits what you got to say about trans rights and or, or economic uh, farming product. I don't give a toss. That's Did not for you to say. You're there to shut up and sell me something. To your point about that, did anyone see the Adidas? tweet about sports bras yes yes oh no oh. no yes, i did <laughs> all i could think is why are you not showing us the product like you yeah. literally <laughs> it's so silly. ask do you know what she's talking about no i'd love to i'd love oh, to know so, i don't think we can put it on youtube we can't oh, okay. show it we can't show it but adidas posted this uh thing it was on twitter at the very least where it was a bunch of pictures of topless women without their heads so just their breasts, just oh, their torso, and a, bunch, okay. their breasts. and a bunch of different ones, and right. uh, and then and for their sports bra line, and they wanted to celebrate different uh, like body types. And all I could think about was like you literally are selling sports bras and not and and showing unsupported breasts. No like, sports bras, but all and all the how, how, how many men? Uh, how many what, no, no, as it, it wasn't. Yeah, 
it wasn't even like I, I know breast sounds like a good idea for a marketing campaign. They all the pictures looked like they were taken by a creepy guy in a basement. Like it was oh, not. No. Yeah, it no, was. They weren't. It, it, if you want to see your, it, it wasn't like artsy wife alive. No. Well, and, plus and, they also weren't the best breasts. Like they, no. the the guys. What was the funniest response to that to me? First of all, there's a question there about consent. You're you're you guys. I, I got they, the picture. Yeah, they pretend to be all about oh consent, consent, consent. It's like I didn't consent to see that in my feed, and I, it was a, it was I don't follow Adidas. It's a paid ad that they put in people's feeds without their consent. Some people don't go on Twitter to see nudity. I realize they must be aware that they might, but at the same time, you're it's coming from a party that preaches this morality about consent. Yet they will force something like that upon people to see it, and the, and so then people see it. The funniest response to me was the men who started ranking all the boobs. Everybody was writing their picks, their numbered ordered on the boobs and then submitting it. And then a bunch of fem a bunch of the feminists and the social justice got angry. How dare you objectify these, these tor headless torsos? How dare See, you objectify these boobs? This is why well, they're man boobs though. They could identify. Do that. Yeah. Huh? That's, that's so what funny. the internet does though. That's yeah. exactly what the internet. This is why I do love the internet because they'll do something <laughs> woke. You know, look, I've just seen the picture. Yeah, it it looks like they've just brought people to a concentration camp and ripped the dresses yes. off and taken photos. But you know but, what's funny? Okay, let me just really quick. Yeah, yeah. I liked seeing, aside from the fact that it really triggered the the very people who were supporting this. It's empowerment. They should be able to show boobs without the sports bras. And then they're like. How dare you objectify these women and rank the boobs? How dare you rank the boobs? <laughs> and but the funny thing was that I was looking at the boob rankings, and then everybody starts arguing, and I'm like, "Why would you make that one number one? No, this one's number one. <laughs> number three? What? That doesn't even make the top ten. I had to rank my own. I was like, you guys are crazy. You got them in the wrong order. I had a friend say that the, the pictures made her feel better about her own breasts. And I was like, oh, yeah, me too. I feel I feel like I, I'm, like, rocking it out here. You know? And then when I said that, freaking James Lindsay liked that tweet. And I was like, dude, it's, like, it's getting awkward now. Everyone's talking about their boobs. I'm just trying to find out which one I would have number one. This is. This oh, is I'm going to tell you, right, where's my pics? I'm not going to look it up. I can't believe I'm looking this up. I think I, I okay. I think I'm okay. I think I know my number one. Okay, I gotta find the image again. I know my number. <laughs> no, the thing is, brilliant marketing. Because how many people have seen this this thing now? Yeah, well, but, but is it though? Because I'm going to go and buy an Adidas sports bra. <laughs> I'm yeah, not I, buying I don't... their bra. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it hurts their long. Their, I mean, one of the line items on uh, uh, that assets sheet of a company is goodwill, which includes the value of the brand. I don't know that this is a good long term move. It might, even if it sell sold more sports bras <laughs> in the short term. I don't know. Um, oh wow! I, do I have to rank these? No, you, this don't. Is, you don't. No, this is don't this is the to. type of advertising I I I, I find uh, ludicrous. Uh, it's, it's, I don't think it uh, in any way, shape, or form pushes the product. I don't think it pushes the company. No. I think it's one of those things where, like, remember when, when beautiful people used to sell products? Oh, yeah. Like uh, bras <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you, do you know why they have beautiful people with amazing butts and boobs and uh, <laughs> abs in case of dudes? And all? Do you know why they have that? 
Because that's what people like to aspire to. That's what people would really wish they looked like, you know? A woman sees a gorgeous woman in a push-up bra and, you know, her breasts are basically the same size, which is already like, wow. Uh, and, and you know, you look at it as a woman, you just go, that could be me. You know, that that could be me. That could be what it does for me. A dude will see some guys yeah. in joggers and the guys just ripped pecs, lats, but, you know, and you're just like... Yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly what I look like when I put my my druggers on. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the attractiveness of the people attra attracts you to the product. You know, there's a psychology yeah. behind it. That's why it's been happening for ages. That's why the term "sex sells" is is a term that actually is legitimate and true. Because if you if you uh, start to 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 you know sexify something, it becomes more attractive to you. It's just part of the the dopamine and and all that kind of jazz. Nowadays, you know, we've got these. Look, I'm no oil painting. I understand that, and I'm not. I'm not being a hypocrite because I'm not putting myself in that position. But we we have these, you know, huge women on covers of fitness magazines saying fitness at any size. Yeah. No, your brain goes no. The yeah. science says no. So it, it's ludicrous. You see, the same people now being used to to advertise underwear and and stuff like that victoria's secrets of course they've now changed to their their new model structure uh and and this doesn't this will not benefit your company uh people and people don't want to see themselves in, in yeah. a product they want the product to make them look better feel better uh and that's why you gravitate towards that's why we have beautiful film actors uh when they when we have our big show you know tv shows that's why we have our tom cruises and our uh, and stuff like that because people don't want to see ugly people like me with bald hair and a big honker dookie and and you know walking around going i'm dev and i'm going to save will from terrorism and shit they don't want to see that i think you know the I think though, here's the thing: some a small minority, vocal minority, do want to see that, and they are trying to they are trying to destroy beauty norms. This has been happening for a while, mm. and and I noticed what you're talking about. I was in Target the other day, and they have all the mannequins are fat now. It's all fat mannequins, and yeah. and they're trying to. And as you said, you correctly said um, what it used to be that the bodies and the the faces that they used to sell products were aspirational. So what they're doing now is trying to make the fat mannequins aspirational. It's where you see that and you're like, that's good enough. And like, you know, it's instead of, <laughs> instead of thinking I could go there, I could go further. I could get, it's like, I know what it is. Cause it works on me sometimes. I'm like, well, okay. You know, that's mine. <sighs> Instead of looking yeah. at the ideal and saying, yeah, I should really get back to the gym. I'm looking at it. I was like, oh, well, that mannequin's bigger than me. <laughs> I, yeah, I find that really frustrating because when I go, when, I've not gone clothes shopping in a very long time. But that, that frustrates me on a personal level because there would be times when they were like out of my size. And my best friend would literally take the clothes off the mannequin because that fit me. <laughs> so I'm sort of like, God damn it. <laughs> now it's going to be harder for me to find clothes again. But I, uh, yeah, I know. I literally would take them off the mannequin, like, because it would fit. Um, but like, also the, the whole idea of, it's not just about the, the, the perfect body to sell like, 
products, but also the fantasy in our entertainment, like superheroes. Like they keep going on about, oh, we want to um objectify women, and I'm like, fuck you. I'm sorry. I'm gonna just say that right now. Uh, I want my fantasy superheroes to all be sexy, including the women. It's a fantasy. Mm. Like, is it so hard to understand that I want? the idea of this superpowered being to be sexy as well. Like <laughs> you want them to be the peak in everything, beauty, sexiness, strength, power. Yeah. Like, they're modern the gods. Point. They're the, they're the Greek yeah. gods. They're a modern form of the Greek gods and they're supposed to be worshiped in some way as archetypes. Yes. Um, yeah. You can appreciate the beauty also without wanting to, Oh, I'm trying to remember this sermon. My preacher gave uh, appreciating beauty. It's like, you can appreciate the apple without having to eat the apple without having to devour it. It's like, I am not, it's, it's not that I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't, I want my superheroes also to be very attractive because there's something you, your eye enjoys beholding beauty in various mm -hmm. forms. And so it's like, of course, if you're at a movie, which is you're sitting there, you're getting, you're, you're taking a break from reality for a second. You're getting enveloped in the story and you want the beauty to be at its height. And so I think they're actively fighting against that. And I do think actually, as we're going to see more of that for a while before that ends, I think we're going to get to a place where, like, as you were saying, or Carter, somebody was saying, our movie stars are still attractive. I think they're going to start pushing back on that. I think we're going to start to see some movie oh, stars yeah. that they're pushing who are not uh, what they would call traditionally patriarchal, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. the patriarchal, they're going to, and they're already doing it. Like you said, with the self magazine, with these fitness magazines, with obese women on them. And I think we're going to see more of that where they're really trying to push the female lead is, you know, like the movie, uh, shallow how, which was, I guess that's an oldie now as I, I never saw it, but I, I remember at the time just being like, I don't want to watch a movie. That's just making fun of fat people the whole time. Like, why would I do that now? I kind of want to go back and see it and see if it was actually funny. Um, but that kind of movie would never be made today because from what I understand of the premise, they're they're trying to say this point that like it's on the inside that what is what matters. But at the end of the day, it's about it's about prioritizing in a hierarchy of beauty ideals one form over another. And they wouldn't do that today. And today they would have the lead would be obese, and it and the moral of the story would be that's what's most attractive. We should well, all yeah, they, they were using. Yeah. They were using physical beauty to represent the inner beauty in that movie, right? Yes. So, and they were, and like they were correlating those two. Oh, she she might look like this on the outside, but on the inside, you're now seeing what she really looks like, which is a supermodel. So, because she's yes. a really beautiful soul, right? And and that's offensive to them now. I think you're right. It would be offensive, totally offensive to them now to them because now. you know that. What are you talking about? She's beautiful on the outside. Also, that is what a beautiful soul looks like. It looks like that, right? Yeah. Mm. Somebody says that movie was really good. I will have to watch it. I, I have to admit, I do wish I really wanted Adidas to tweet that. I wanted their ad campaign to have the same thing, but I just wanted it to say, hey, my eyes are up here. Then I think it would have um, been successful. I, I would say my vote with dicks. Uh, and, and they're selling box shorts. <laughs> All these dicks should be supported. That's a great idea. Hey, our job a lot of people didn't mention sell your job job straps the straight same way. Like, do that. Go ahead. <laughs> also, yeah, it's I, like, want the, like, I want that, and I, I want the women to start to start grading the dicks in the <laughs> comment section. <laughs> also, 
Uh, oh gosh, you're making me think of back in when I was in college, when I was a, a young budding feminist, I worked at a video, an independent video store, and there was this documentary called, I believe it was called Dicks, and it was like an art feminist art film, and it was just. How uh, many credits did you get for this? <laughs> it was just, <laughs> it was just on camera. It just flashed like 300 different dicks. That was it. That was the whole movie, from what I recall. <laughs> yeah, I probably, I think I probably got a, a grade for watching that. You know. <laughs> Were they? What was their goal? Were they trying to uh, desensitize you? And I think they were trying um, to desensitize you. I don't know, but you know, when you're young and you're when you're a feminist and you're like, this is no. This is teaching no, me I something don't. important. <laughs> but going going back to the that superhero thing, there's a, there's a, a superhero that's going to come to the small screen. I say superhero uh, very sarcastically, uh, and they're called Faith, and they're like a morbidly obese woman. Uh, and so you, your kind of initial reaction is, oh, look at this woke uh, superhero, morbidly obese uh, woman. Uh, and the the hilarity of it is that the people who produced her, like, you know, isn't this so progressive? Isn't this so forward-thinking? Uh, her boyfriend uh, is like a supermodel. So her boyfriend is just like ripped and uh, thin, you know, muscular, and all I'm that sure kind of stuff. He just like himself for three days to get those shots. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was he was on the cut, you know, and then uh, he went and looted. So it's just like even even that is is uh, to me when I see something like that, I'm just like, great, you know, you've you've immediately shown the hypocrisy of it. What you're saying is it's fine for me to be lax. But yeah. but my partner not for has men. to not for not for my partner though they have to be they have to be good looking they have to be this that and the other and if they go no no it's about accepting her for who she is mm, not so much not so much that's not what you're actually physically showing and yeah superheroes should be beautiful superheroes should have luscious hair beautiful oh, yeah. features the females should be like. The the epitome of fitness and also uh, have boobs at the same time because you know they have to have all those attractive qualities. You know they can't be like fit and flat. No, don't you got to you got to you got to do it properly. The dudes have got to be ripped to hell. They've got to be muscles everywhere, um, <laughs> and because they have to be those are things those superficial aspirations. They have to be like you said that they have to be the Greek gods of today because they are the Greek gods of today. Uh, they, yeah. if, if if we were still in the mentality of of that time, we would be putting up statues of Superman and Batman uh, and Wonder Woman and, and and stuff like that. That's those are the statues which we would be raising up uh, if it was if we were in, in, still in that same sort of era. We have superheroes looking like this because they are meant to be the peak. Mm-hmm. They are meant to be the peak that we do aspire to, and even if we can't become the most muscular and i can't have the uh you know the beautiful long luscious hair and all that sort of stuff i can still take qualities of that person whether it be their morality whether it be uh their determination any you know some sort and aspire to 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 enter to have that as part of my my life and i want to aspire because they are so beautiful you know beautifully looking and amazing looking and do these incredible things 
if I see somebody like me and they want to push somebody like who looks like me as a hero on TV, I'm thinking you, you're taking the piss. You're not trying to say, uh, oh, you know, you can be you could be a hero just as, as you are. No, no, they're taking the piss out of you because you're not aspiring to anything. You don't have to elevate yourself. You don't have to try. And when you're not doing that, that goes against human nature. You can breathe. Leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> Brie Larson, everybody in the super chat. Leave says, it alone. Feeling okay. personally attacked right now. Just because you got a flat <laughs> ass. Don't don't come at me for it. Okay. The uh, thing but is yeah, about you... the, I, I was just going to add on to your point about the whole uh, the overweight woman and the the Adonis man with her and everything is that that has a real world translation. If you look at dating apps, there's a lot of overweight women asking for like six foot three dudes with like eight pack abs like honey you're like a four you're not getting a 10 like i'm sorry like mm. and and an eight is lucky to get a 10 so come on like so it has a real world translation with that it sets in a, a ridiculous expectation for these women as well when it comes but to dating it's gone even further now, though, because now if we can get a little bit controversial, and I know this show doesn't like to get controversial, but if we can get a little bit controversial, we're now being told that if if, if I don't want to date a trans woman, then I'm a transphobe. Oh, yeah. Yes. Even though I'm a heterosexual male, uh, I you know, I'm being told that if I don't sleep with a biological male who identifies as a female, I'm now transphobic lesbians this... are being told this too mm -hmm. lesbians oh. are being told they have to sleep they have to want to sleep with yeah. biological men with their who identify as women yes yeah <laughs> otherwise they're transphobic yeah talk about full circle hey that sounds like uh, there's a word with, for that i think it starts with an r there's a p yes. somewhere in it i think and it's like a four-letter word yeah. i don't know exactly uh Carrie, I've got a question for you because you were a feminist, obviously, uh, 20 years ago, right? You were, you said you were, I think you said budding for, feminist. Well, I started becoming a feminism a feminist then. I was in feminism, feminism for 20 years. So I didn't, okay. I still call myself a feminist like probably three short years ago. Okay. Well, I, I got a question because I saw this with a couple feminists years ago, and I don't know if this was common, but there was actually, uh, I would call it revenge objectification of men. They wanted, they were, they were, it kind of fits into this uh, fat woman superhero with her Adonis uh, boyfriend. There were, there were a lot of feminists, heterosexual feminists, which I know is a small percentage of feminists, but there's a lot of heterosexual feminists who, uh, who were, who would be very angry about women being objectified and almost by in revenge would push objectification. They would say, oh, well, guys should be objectified. I want you to be objectified. I want that person to be objectified. I want I want to objectify males because they need to feel how it feels. Um, they always have been. Yeah, this is like, uh, did you want me to comment on that? Because I have an idea about what that I, is. I don't know if it was just my experience or if that was common. I no, guess my it is yeah. common. Well, first of all, you're wrong. Most feminists are straight. They A lot of Fair. them just pretend to be quote unquote queer or bi because that makes them cool, but they or college exclusively have, I knew so many women who said they were bi, some of them public figures who never had relationships with women. It was just a, I, it was just identity points. You know, it's like, dude, you're straight, just stop. But, 
But the other thing you're saying is true. I think um, you would see people who take advantage of social justice. They 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 want to. They don't care about ending oppression. They just want to change who's doing the oppressing and who's being oppressed. Mm. So if you if you actually thought there was something wrong with objectifying one sex, well, then you wouldn't objectify the other sex either. So they're not on it. They're not intellectually honest. And the same thing, you'll see they do the same thing with the race. They say, we oppose racism. We oppose treating people this way, people of color this way. But it's absolutely cool to treat white people this way. Racism against white people is cool, right? Like that's that's hypocritical. And they would, and I've seen people do that with race and with sex and with everything. It's like, if you oppose a behavior, then you oppose it across the board. It's like, if I, I oppose treating a specific race this way or a specific sex this way, then, then you have to apply that across the board. You can't just say, oh, it's wrong when it's done to this race or it's wrong when it's done to this sex. And that happened all the time. I think that's how you can figure out who's in that belief system, um, with bad intent and who's in it with good intent, because the people with bad intent will just openly contradict themselves. They want to be the ones who are oppressing. They're just using the ideology and the people mm. with good intent, they're actually trying to do mental gymnastics to make it make sense. Like they're trying to intellectualize and make sense why that disparate treatment is okay. And that, and they're, and they're the ones coming up with things like new definitions that make it make sense. Oh, well, racism has to include societal power. That's why it's yeah. okay. Right. Or sexism has to include societal. Oh, it's not sexist when you do it to men because they have power. Like that's too stupid. But at that's, least that's those why people are saying it's not racism if it's white right. people. Right. But because that's but some people, some people don't have bad intent. And they need somebody to do new definitions and stuff for them so they feel okay that this still all makes sense somehow. If you have to change the definition of something to justify your bigotry, you've already lost. You yes. and, and and again, I I've spoken, I said this a couple of times, but a lot of this assumes that people are stupid. Yes. A lot of a lot of these I a lot of these things that these people do. Work off the assumption that people are really dumb, uh, and the thing is, pe and, uh, uh, people aren't. You know, even even if they're not um, the most intellectual person, common. This is a commonsensical thing, uh, and if it doesn't make sense, then it's it's going to set alarm bells off. And when you have when you get these people like we had in in last particularly two years running all over themselves how many times have we seen the definition of racism change in the last two years it's changed like two or three times seeing definitions change and we understand a lot of people just see that and they're like yeah you want to change the definition because you want to justify your own bigotry and, and 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 they're not stupid uh you know somebody who who preaches about racism and then conducts it against another race that is just pure hypocrisy. And people see that and people will just laugh at you. They will laugh at you because you're a fool. And, and you're showing exactly how much of a fool you are. This is why the whole mask thing. You gotta wear masks, folks. You gotta put your masks on. I'm the I'm the the mayor of this place or the thing of that place. And then you photographed in nightclubs with your masks off. You you're 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 a sports personality, you're a celebrity. I'm off to the Super Bowl. The uh, the rules are you got to wear your masks, mask up people, blah 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 blah. And then we have pictures of them all, all of them, who have been saying this with their masks off at the Super Bowl in groups of people having a good time.
because, look, the, the one thing that has been definitely clear is that there's the mask has slipped from humanity. People, uh, people who want to be nasty are really sh have shown their true colors. Uh, a lot of the people who are who have been preaching about uh, inequality are from privileged positions and have always been in privileged positions. People who uh, are, are, are talking about equity uh, have have never been in a situation in their life uh, where they found themselves at a disadvantage. In actual fact, uh, the likelihood is they have weaponized their minority status for a long, long time, and people can see this but this is why uh this whole business i think with crts it's falling apart around the seams that people are so opposed to it that it's literally trying to be pushed on the qt uh, on the download uh because people understand that that companies teaching you know schools etc that are trying to push this sort of narrative uh it's all ill intent it's all ill intent uh and 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 you know, I'm just I'm just grateful that more and more people apparently seem to be waking up. Remember when woke actually used to mean that you were awake and aware? That's what it yeah. used to mean once upon a time. I, if I you were woke, that, it was a compliment. I can't remember that <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's, that, it was it was a compliment. That's the way they that's the way they sold it, and that's the way I thought of it too. But once I started to get out of it, I realized it's woke is is so true to what they are because it's past tense. It's like I have nothing yeah. more to learn. I am woke. I have nothing more. But awakening is continual. It's present tense. It's you're continually learning new information and your ideas might be changing and you're open. Woke is closed. It's completely closed-minded. I know everything already. Hey, that sounds like a religion. Hmm. Hmm. Mm hmm. Sounds yeah, I, you know, as to your point about CRT, something that I've I think is happening with um you know, people my age, and and I don't know how old you are, but Carrie's a few years younger, but similar, similar age, right? Of I'm, course, I'm yeah. just so, so you weren't born, uh, but uh, you know, some of the pushback is, it, I think, is also opening people's eyes. Just, just, just the way that there's push pushback because I I hear this all the time um, from the I listen to NPR because because I'm a masochist. Uh, like I hear this all the time about like you'll have they'll have people on saying well. The conservatives don't want to teach anything about slavery in schools. And it's like, well, wait a minute. I I learned about slavery in school. Slavery. And we didn't we have CRT. Did. Like, yeah. we don't need we don't need CRT for slavery in school. And I think a lot of people are like, what are you talking about? I learned about slavery in school and there was no CRT crap. And so they're just um I think they do think people are stupid. Um yeah. but and I and I would agree with them. Many people are stupid, but I think they pe think people are stupider than they are, and they think they are smarter than they are. And so, uh, they they really do view themselves as elite, trying to get the dumb masses to do what they view as the right thing. And they'll just say whatever they want. They'll say whatever words they think will will work to get the masses to do that. Well, it's and not, the, <laughs> the thing but, is, is that most of them are social constructivists, and those people always yes. think that they're like a chosen, highly intelligent group of people uh, that is exempt from the rules they want to make in the first place. So that's where a lot of that comes from. Like the, the hypocrisy is that they literally think that they're so smart that they figured out the system that they don't have to follow the same rules. 
and which is really like sick as a as a philosophy of life that you you literally think you're so much better than everybody else i i just i just find it so disgusting that anyone would think that about themselves but i but i think you're right that's the 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 social constructivists to do that i mean i think that's that's part of uh and I, i think that's part of the the philosophy like what's happened to critical theories generally um, and then, and even actually also the postmodernists to some extent, it's this, it's this idea that, well, I understand the narratives that are underlie that underlie everything else and, and regular people don't. And since I understand it, uh, I can use language merely as a manipulation tool to make things go the right way. And, but I don't, I'm, I'm special cause I understand it and you're just dumb. You're in your class of person who's just controlled by this narrative. So you don't get it. So I can lie to you. I can redefine words. I can say whatever I want. It's not, I'm not actually communicating with you as an equal. We're not on a journey together to try and arrive at the truth. I'm, I'm just, I'm merely trying to use magic words to get your, your behavior to, um, to reflect what I think you should, your behavior should reflect. And they think they're totally justified in that because they think they're moving you to a better tomorrow, a better yes. life. It's for, for your, your own, own good. good. Yeah. yeah. Is it for your own? I mean, do they think that or is it I, just the power? Some of I them think they believe that. No, some of them believe that. I have experience with people who've said they've done things for my own good and, you know, to prevent me from being confused or what have you. And it's like that you don't get to determine that. They, but, but I can tell you really believe it. <laughs> I mean, the last time somebody said they did something for my own good was they they took a sausage away and they put some broccoli in in this place. I mean, so I understood I understood that <laughs> my my brain well, could work that one out. But um, are, if you're saying on a subconscious level, do they think it's for literally for your own good? No, probably not. On a subconscious level, it is about their own personal desires for yeah, power yeah, and control yeah. okay yeah. if that's your point then yes that is true <laughs> yeah 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 because because yeah. um you, you you talked about how uh intellectually superior they believe they are and, and anyone believe who believes they are intellectually superior are, are invariably a moron yeah um because because uh yeah what well, no. you know uh you just remind <laughs> you're just reminding me of something uh I've been reading Socrates lately for this other book club that I'm played off, oh, but in the so Socratic dialogues. And one of the things I really love about him is he's always, he's constantly like, well, I'm just an idiot. I don't know. <laughs> and so they're like, Hey, what do you think virtue is? He's like, I can't even define virtue. I have no idea. What do you think? Like everything is just like, I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm an idiot. I don't know. Um, and through that, that, I mean, he uses it to facilitate conversation, but sure. You know, you get, you get some great conversations out of it. And, you know, and I think the other point I just want to make is with the, the psychology here. And I've talked about this um, before, and I don't want to get into the into it too deeply, but I do want to throw this idea out for you guys to stew on. Um, I think what you have, you have, when you have psychological dysfunction, people are naturally looking for ways to rationalize it. And one way you can rationalize it is by inventing really, really bad philosophical ideas that justify your emotions and your dysfunction. Um, and then those ideas, and then they propagate out into, out into the world. And and then people with a predisposition for that dysfunction latch on to those ideas because it's it's easier than dealing with your own dysfunction. It actually maybe will help manifest your dysfunction because you latch on and justify them. And that those bad ideas then get extended. And I think this actually is a generational cycle that's been happening for a long time. And we're kind of in the death throes of like, I hope max maximal crazy 
like maximal psychological dysfunction mixed with the most ridiculous philosophical ideas all in one, you know, one bucket together. We just belief systems, belief systems that people just create essentially on the fly. And especially academics do this a lot is to justify the, 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 their own desires. So that's that's why you see a lot of like, yeah, exactly. So that's why you see like these academics saying that, Oh, age of consent doesn't make sense. And it's like, what do you really want from that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have seen even people that, I mean, I think people convince themselves though, because I've seen even people that I respect and who I think of as good people who convince themselves of this is okay to do. I am doing it for the other person's benefit. And and they rationalize doing it and think it's yeah. The rationalization is for themselves, me. not yeah. not everyone yeah. else necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because once you rationalize to yourself, you don't have to confront your own demons. You don't have to be like, oh, actually, like everyone else, I've got psychological issues that I need to work on, and I'm not perfect, and blah blah blah. And if you if you can rationalize all of that away with the psychology that says, well, there's narratives and blah 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 blah, and you're you're in this position or a postmodernism where it's like, and eh, you know, nothing's real anyway, and blah blah blah. You can. You can get away with you can get away with what or a narrative that says you're angry because cishet white patriarchy is done blah 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 to you. It's like oh that's the reason. Okay. Uh, but the, but I don't want to. I don't know that I want to talk about this too much, Alex. But you reminded me. Did you guys see? I can't. Be, I mean, um, yeah. Did you guys see the Facebook? The manager of community development at Facebook. Did you see the yes. the Ketchupito video that he was caught oh. in? Yes. yes. Well, I did briefly hear about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you can pull it up, Beverly, if you want. It's in it's in Notion and a link, but it's there's I guess there's a YouTube show called uh, Predator Catches Indianapolis, uh, and they live streamed an interrogation of this guy, and he's he his job is is manager of community development for Facebook, and it just. That juxtaposed with how uh, sanctimonious Facebook is about policing our conversations oh. uh, <laughs> is, is quite eye-opening. Um, He's also pretty high have- up at Equality California, which is an LGBT yes. organization. I used to work with those guys. Um, and I believe he's done stuff with Boys and Girls Club. Like He has done things that have put him in proximity to children. Surprisingly, surprisingly he did things that put himself in proximity to children. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, I had that. I, I was listening to some people talk about where predators are uh, going after children, and they mentioned uh, they mentioned Twitch, they mentioned Roblox, and uh, what was the other one? Uh, what is that game? I never freaking play it, but it's very popular. Um, Fortnite. Yes, thank you. Exactly, Fortnite. Um, and uh, and they were like they and they. I literally heard a parent say this. They they go to the lesser known ones, and I was like, you literally just listed Fortnite. I think Roblox is possibly bigger than Fortnite now. Yeah, it is. And they mentioned oh, that really? too. And I was yeah. like, nah. They predators go where your children are. So mm-hmm. if your children are there. That's where they're going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course. We, yeah, Beverly, we don't really have to watch it, but like that's that's the interrogation video. Andy No posted it. You can find it on Twitter. But 
he i mean they confront him and he doesn't really deny he does kind of a, a little bit of a mealy mouth like well i was never going to actually meet with this guy this kid or blah 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 but the stuff that he says to this kid and and it's i mean it's just clearly predatory and mike's hard lemonade for shirts and giggles yeah yeah so do you guys mind if we do some super chats? We have a lot of a, a long, long list of super chats. I do not. Um, sure, sure, sure. All right. Uh, I'll try and rip through them as fast as I can. Pirate Tomsky says, I've been watching planes land at Heathrow all day. I don't even know what that means, but maybe as does. No? Okay. I'll fight you naked says, how long till Trader Doe gets his comeuppance? I don't, do you guys think, uh, I think the global elites don't care if Trudeau goes down. Uh, they they want this to be isolated and contained to Canada. They don't want the this populism to leak. So if if Trudeau needs to lose face and go down, they don't care. Yeah, that's why that's why you know people like Ford are doing one eighties after a week. Uh, this is this is this is why uh, you know other countries like us. This is this is why our uh, Boris is saving his own skin. You know um, they. They're not looking after each other. They're not looking after themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I figured. Twee Girl says, uh, today I finally learned what it means to be Canadian. Uh, Just Dave says, if the truckers were protesting the actions of a conservative government, the left and the press would be calling it a general strike and hailing them as heroes. Totally. Yeah, especially if they yes. were demanding handouts, burning Starbucks and, you know, uh, car dealerships and beating people up. They'd paint be. murals to them. Yeah, it would be free speech. They're just expressing their speech. That's all they would be doing. Uh, Sergeant Hodel says, I watched pre-woke HBO's John Adams Revolution miniseries. It's really good. The dialogue was poetic. I haven't noticed a modern show with artistic grammar between characters like that lately, but maybe it's just me. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Has anyone seen it? I think I saw part of it. I never saw the whole thing. It was very good. I should watch that. Um, yeah. There's a Klaus great... Schwab has joined us today. Yay, Klaus. Sorry, Carrie, did you were going to... No, go ahead. Okay. I just want... Hey, thanks, Klaus. Please don't kill me. Uh, Trudeau, he says, Trudeau lacks subtlety. The World Economic Forum requires subtlety, and you will be happy. <laughs> yeah. We won't own anything, though. Brown Gaijin says... Uh, you know, Brown Gaijin's a funny name, because Gaijin literally means, like, ghost person. Because uh, we're white. Like, that's where that word is. So, uh, anyway, Zot was arrested while streaming in Ottawa today. Oh, really? I didn't see that. Um, multi topic talk says here to see as they froze truckers' bank accounts because of protests here in Canada. Anyway, I was wondering what kind of content is found on this channel. Uh, well, you see as there he is. Uh, as. <laughs> Yeah, we have uh, we have a bunch of different series. Alex um, runs um, a show called Four Fifty One Degrees. Um, Carrie and I here are here for Kofefi Break, which is this kind of Four Fifty One Degrees is about censorship. Uh, Carrie and I are on Kofefi Break, which is every Monday and Friday, which is kind of casual and talks about this kind of stuff. Uh, I do a show called Dangerous Thoughts, which is a little more philosophical, and we have a great reset show. And Carrie has a there's another channel. Carrie has a deprogrammed channel where she does. Actually, you want to describe it, Carrie? It's like, like interviews um, it's with people. Series I've been doing here for three years. I'm taking it to a new channel. So if you guys want to subscribe to that new one, and it's just long form interviews with people about social justice. And then we have another series there called Pop Culture with my friend, Miss Rikas. And yeah. 
That's Sorry, what's, that's what's here. You know, it's coming up. We have a, uh, never, never mind. Just go watch it over there. <laughs> okay. Uh, Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin's here. Hail Vladimir Putin. There's a lot of I crazy people in the chat today. today. Free yeah. Larson? What the hell? Joe Biden, <laughs> Vladimir Putin. <laughs> uh, I watched Trudeau call half of the parliament Yahtzees and refused three times to react, retract it, or apologize. I laughed like a child for 10 minutes straight. I would. If an elected <laughs> official calls somebody within <laughs> their own parliament a Nazi, and actually believes that word. Yeah. They are a fool and a buffoon, but they're a fool and a buffoon for already saying it. This yeah. He is a joke, an absolute joke, that guy. I totally agree. Totally agree. All right, Johnny Quickdraw says, I want to th go ahead. I'm going to recommend a show um, my husband and I started watching, and then we fell asleep because we're old. We didn't finish the whole movie. It's a movie. It's a, it's, oh gosh. Again, if you can't tell, I, I'm very interested for lots of different reasons in sociopaths lately and in sociopathic ideology. And there's this one show on Netflix called uh, The Tinder Swindler. The Tinder oh. Swindler. And it's about this guy, this complete sociopath who used Tinder to meet women and presented himself as the son of a billionaire. And when he would first beat them, he would wine and dine them for weeks, building up the illusion with, with money from a previous woman. And then you got to mm. watch the, the movie to figure out how he, and he would just jump from woman to woman, private jets, you know, spending 20 grand in a weekend. So they think he's this wealthy billionaire who works for the diamond industry. Then something crazy. Oh, this thing happened. I need your access to your credit card. Yeah. Honey. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> and then just go from woman to woman taking, he got one woman to take out a hundred thousand dollars in loans, like a normal woman. She didn't have a lot of money. She took out a hundred K in loans and gave him all her credit cards. She thought they were going to get married. And then he used that for one weekend with a different woman. Anyway, sorry. You got to watch no, that show. I, this, is a true, <laughs> this is a true story, isn't it? Yes, yeah. It's based on a true story. I, I remember <sighs> when this was actually, uh, when this came out. Unbelievable. Because the, there wasn't, I, I, I don't know if you're aware, but there wasn't actually that much sympathy for the women. Really? I don't, I don't yeah. remember when it came out, so I don't. Because they were, the, the, the kind of rhetoric was, uh, you know, these women thought that they were going to get rich off this guy so what? he was kind of he well, was gold playing, diggers basically yeah yeah gold just gold diggers well, and they she got was played describing and... it i didn't have a lot of sympathy for them i was like mm. you literally are with this guy because you think you're gonna marry him and and be rich and like, all, i don't yeah. i yeah and you're being stupid about it too like i honestly don't have a lot of sympathy sorry okay <laughs> i do but if you watch a, it the women are sympathetic yeah, <laughs> yeah, but the women are sympathetic. I get it. I get. Oh, the swindled. the women have played sympathetically in a movie yes. adaptation about the actual events. This no, it's a documentary. Oh. It's a documentary film. It's not a. It's not a fictionalized oh, account. So it's all they true. actually sit with okay. the women. Yeah, and they are especially one of the women. She's very sympathetic. She she was like this was like something out of a movie, and I just thought. You know, it, it, it the way he conned her with all the love, the love WhatsApps and everything, and the way that, and she ended up giving all this info to the police, and they're reading through thousands of messages, and they're like, "This is like a window into the long, this long form con, a window into somebody's growing, budding relationship, and all the little things that happen that." And she's thinking it's real the whole time. 
Do you know what I mean? Like it, you actually, even Alex, I think you might have sympathy for this woman. Look at your face. Like I'm okay. I get it. He is preying on women who probably are vulnerable to that. That's how predators yes. work. I yes. get that. But at the same time, I, I feel like most people should prepare themselves to be preyed upon. Like, you know, that there are bad people out in the world. This is a thing that happens and you need to be aware of that. And if you're not, then I, I, I kind of feel like you, you put your, and it's something Peterson said recently, like, what did you do in your life to put yourself in a situation that someone could take advantage of you like this? I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you do. And part of the reason why I say that is because that prevents you from, uh, being taken advantage again for being hurt again if oh, you can yeah. learn from it at least well <laughs> and that's why i like stories like this because they teach people about these kind of predators and how to spot the red flags and not get conned like i think that's how probably why the red flags Making <laughs> <a billionaire> <laughs> oh boy this guy's walking around waving them for Christ's sake. <laughs> you know i just the final red flag, at the very least, if you can only spot one, when he asks for a hundred k, that's a red flag. Why do you ask daddy? Why do you well, ask daddy? Why do you ask mommy? Why do you ask this? Why do you ask that? Why don't you? Why don't you take a loan out against your private jet that we were on yesterday? Well, why you got to watch the documentary. Call one of your billionaire friends. Yeah, he had a good story. He had thought through I'm all sure. of this. This guy had painted yeah. himself crimson and he was flying himself. <laughs> all right, Johnny Boy Quick Draw says, I want to thank you guys for inviting Klaus Schwab into chat today. He has really helped me feel more comfortable with my upcoming eternal servitude. <laughs> yes, Klaus is a friend of the show. Um, you know, that's why we have a show called Great Reset on the channel as well, because, you know, because of Klaus. Uh, JT says, if they cancel Rogan, I'll start watching Unsafe Space. You, you, you can watch anyway, man. <laughs> Vladimir Putin says, uh, props to MSNBC for showing actual SS troops training Ukrainian pensioners backed by U.S. dollars. Feel free to donate to our Just Giving page. Oh, hi, Az. Hi. Oh, hi, Az. I didn't see this MSNBC clip. Uh, Chris the Bliss says, Az is called an ambassador it's called an ambassador's complex they mm. play pretend to be someone's behalf i don't know what that means exactly but they they were referring to uh when uh corporations pretend to um back oh. social you know social cause oh yeah yeah it's they they're very good about showing courage when there's no resistance yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> like when no one cares when they're in when they're at a gay pride parade they're really good about saying i like gay rights but when they're yeah. in saudi arabia not so much <laughs> <laughs> yeah but when they're in saudi arabia it tends to be a little bit yeah. more business orientated yeah. there, it's very a lot of courage anything uh, you want to talk about not really <laughs> marksman of 117b says they can't fantasize themselves so they strive to make reality into their fantasy they can't disconnect which is left them mentally damaged I feel like that was just really poignant, but I just don't remember the context, so it doesn't help me. That's about what. the uh, about the fantasy characters in comic books. So, mm. like, you know, not being able to be okay with a sexy uh, oh, yeah, no, feminine about... woman being the superhero. She has to be overweight or whatever. Oh, okay, okay. Whereas that's that's, uh, the, that's the proper that's the Grecian. Oh yeah, there yeah. you go. Oh I yeah. See. Yeah, Batman and Superman back there. 
the Greek god, the god of bats, and the god of sun. I don't know what sun. Oh, his he's like the Icarus, he's except powered he by doesn't. the yeah. He's well, he's powered. Not Icarus. He's powered by the sun. Okay, solar power. Uh, so Helios. So he's well mm. or Apollo. I was thinking. Or, yeah. Okay. All right. Francis Montgomery says it's pretty funny how feminists want to empower women by dissecting women into separate body parts. This is dehumanizing and postmodern at the same time. Yeah, postmodernism is dehumanizing. When you deconstruct everything, it's it's pretty dehumanizing. Vladimir Putin says, I'm feeling personally attacked right now. <laughs> I'm just worried you're going to invade, man. I hear CNN says that you've got troops on the border of unsafe space. Uh, <laughs> Little Ragamuffin says, beauty equals absolute truth and perfection. The world has changed this to mean surface level aesthetic or wait, astatically pleasing and also freedom for good measure. Yeah. Little ragamuffins in the deprogrammed episode this week. Yes. Uh, she's one of the fabric arts people on your round table. Uh, another one from little ragamuffin, which is a quote from George Carlin. Think of how stupid the average person is and realize half of them are stupider than that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I love George Carlin for that. Yeah. That's a good quote. That's a good one. Oh, Joe. Joe Biden. Sleepy Joe Biden's here. He gives us 20 pounds and says, come on, guys. We only have mandates to because we love you. The only bad guys here are Joe Rogers, Joan Rivers. I mean, Joe Rogan. Come on, man. Trust the Socialist Party of 1930s Germany. I mean, science. Come on, guys. Wow. That was amazingly articulate, Joe. Oh, man. He's getting better. Uh, marksman, uh, marksman of 117B again says, "It's a Gundam. It's a Gundam." Just did a video on that show. I don't know who It's a Gundam does, but maybe you guys do. Uh, it, I do. It's a Gundam. I know yeah. It's a Gundam. Okay. Ricky Longhall says, "Did you guys hear Remington settled with Sandy Hook victims' families for seventy-three million dollars?" That's ridiculous. Jeez. Um, the last time I heard Remington, it was the Fuzzaway. I was what? thinking Remington Steel, but yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Uh, was it that he used I a like Remington? I so much, I bought the company. <laughs> Is it Victor Kayam who owned Remington? Was it? Yeah. I have no I idea. So. No. Oh, my God. Don't tell me I know more oh. about America than you. Oh, my God. Yeah, you do. I, ha I mean, I have I have a Remington rifle, an old one, but I I don't buy Remington stuff. So I don't know. Come on, chat. You back know. me up here. Did I get that right? Victor Kayam used to own Remington. I don't know. Probably... I the one last so one. I love the company. Last one from Marksman says, the women who have a GoFundMe for the women now, for fuck's sake. Oh, the women have a GoFundMe for the women now. Would they do? I don't know. Well, good. Well, gun they won't get shut down from GoFundMe. All right. We made it through Super Chats. This has been two hours of craziness. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else we need to we need to touch on before we we should we like to wind down shortly or after two hours we don't want to yeah, go on too much but too long. if and as if as you've got another rant under your belt you want to unleash please uh, <laughs> no uh, I gotta get I gotta get ready for FNT now so well, have fun on yeah, FNT thank you so much for giving us your time but I'm right chat say I'm right by the way about Victor Kayam uh, oh you are. Oh, good. Okay, so you win. You you uh, schooled three Americans. You do on, know more. I don't on know the Mer on America on Americana. 
Alex, <laughs> thank you as well, Alex. Do you want to tell any both of you? Why don't you say where people can find you? Uh, although I think everyone knows where to find us, but maybe not both of you say where you can be found. All right, well, okay. Uh, I have a channel, Alex Ball Trades, uh, all one word, where I do gaming uh, videos, mostly live streams. And I have a very busy weekend. Uh, so, cause I'm doing new war on Warframe for the first time ever. So if you're a Warframe fan, you want to check that out. And then, um, I also have a locals, alexballtrades.locals.com where I, uh, review books and I'm on almost every social media platform, but Twitter, um, with, uh, either Alex Maselli, M-I-C-E-L-I or, uh, Alex Baltrades. Cool. We'll put links to that stuff below. And as... In case there's there's three people maybe who don't know who you are, <laughs> you can catch me on uh, Hill versus Babyface here on YouTube. Uh, please go subscribe if you're not subscribed. I deal with pop culture and uh, the infestation of wokeism into pop culture as well. And my latest video is part one, a film so bad it needed more parts. Um, is part one of Karen the movie. <laughs> Oh great! Which, uh, I saw the first ten minutes of that, and you're making me want to watch the movie. It's the, like the movies. I... Is, it's uh, it's meant to be. It's not a. It's not satire. It's not satire. It's not a comedy. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. The first <laughs> fifty wait. minutes of that film are comedy gold. The last twenty minutes a bit boring, but the first. So they're 50 serious. Minutes just genius. Oh yeah, yeah this serious. is this is a movie that uh, some some. Uh, dude decided to uh to make uh, and make it about um a, a black couple moving into a white neighborhood with a neighbor called karen i remember seeing the trailers but i couldn't tell if it was satire or if it was serious it was too the trailers were not <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately for him it's uh yeah it is is one of the funniest things i have seen in a long time cool well thanks both of you carrie do you have any last announcements you want to make i know that you're gonna i thought you were nope. gonna say something about okay yeah never mind uh then we'll all see you on monday i guess have a good weekend everyone take care guys Bye. thanks for sticking around until the end if you're new to unsafe space check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space Discord server, which is open to financial supporters at any level. We hope to see you there. Warning, this is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been approved by Neil Young. Please consider canceling the responsible parties. Here's a list. Do you know what's fascist? When truckers refuse to deliver products to the ruling class. That's what the dictionary says. I swear. 
the continued war on drugs will require the distribution of free crack pipes. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice courtesy. Never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.